As recently as a few weeks ago, the Las Vegas Raiders looked like one of the easier, more winnable games on the Chicago Bears schedule. But all of a sudden, even with Jimmy Garoppolo potentially sidelined this week, the Raiders will be no walk in the park for your Chicago Bears and Tyson Bajant in the potential battle of the backup quarterbacks. You are Locked On Bears, your daily Chicago Bears podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome into this crossover Thursday, Locked On Bears, Locked On Raiders. I'm Lauren Cox from Locked On Bears, alongside your boy Q from Locked On Raiders for our crossover Thursday podcast brought to you by Prize Picks, the easiest and most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. Go to prizepicks.com slash LockedOnNFL and use our promo code LockedOnNFL for a first deposit match up to $100. Q, I think there's uh, some matching here between these two teams as far as the big storylines heading into this week. It feels like we're both kind of coming from the same angle for our respective teams. Uh, new quarterbacks making their first career starts. Well, I mean, it's going to be interesting. For the Raiders, it's either going to be Brian Hoyer or it's going to be you know Aiden O'Connell. Or maybe there's a long shot. It could be Jimmy G. Now, my gut feeling tells me it won't be Jimmy G. He didn't practice on Wednesday, so I don't think that he will. Uh, he had to leave the game on Sunday with a back injury, left in an ambulance to the hospital. They they said that they uh, dodged a major bullet or a big bullet. So, uh, obviously, they thought it was pretty seriously. So, so most likely, Jimmy G won't be out there. But Aiden O'Connell actually got a start against the Chargers uh, back in week three. So, he's had a little bit of uh, burn. And then, of course, Brian Hoyer is the the Wiley veterans. So one of the two backups most likely will be out there. The question is, who are the Raiders going to go with? And the reason why it's a question that I don't have the answer to yet is coach McDaniels told us before the, uh, the Raiders went and played the chargers when Aiden O'Connell did get the, the uh, week of, of practice, that that was the big deal. Getting the week of practice for the young man is what allowed him to go out there and get the start as opposed to having to, like they did on Sunday, have to have Brian Hoyer all of a sudden jump into the mix. He's, he felt that Brian Hoyer was better fit for the emergency guy, just jump in and, and take over the reins as opposed to give that, that to a rookie. So, uh, you know, now that they've had this whole week, it, it's gearing up where a lot of Raider fans are excited. They want to see Aiden O'Connell. I think the best chance to win the game and, and, and a game that I believe is a winnable game without, you know, sounding disrespectful, I think it's with Brian Hoyer, but I think the fan base is split on who they want to see. I think most people want to see Aiden O'Connell. I just think the smarter decision is Brian Hoyer. But for you on your end, it sounds like there's a backup quarterback and there's no doubt about it with Justin Fields dealing with that dislocated thumb. Yeah. The, so the Bears technically have said like we, we that Justin Fields, they doubt he will be able to play, but they haven't, I guess, officially ruled him out just yet. For, yeah. for Justin, it's a dislocated thumb and it's, it's my understanding that it's towards the base of the thumb. They popped it back in on Sunday after it popped out against the Vikings. And it's just a matter of like grip strength and trying to make that more functional, right? That it, when it pops out like that, it pulls on some of the tendons and stuff. Sounds like there wasn't a major tearing in there that was like an automatic instant surgery, but they kind of just got to see how the swelling recovers over the next few days and maybe what becomes a little bit more apparent once that comes down closer to Thursday or Friday and then get a sense of like, okay, is this something that he they feel like he can get the grip strength back here sooner rather than later and avoid surgery or 
Is that something that's going to be require a short-term injured reserve stint? Or if he gets surgery, it's probably going to be out for the season there. But as soon as he's able to like grip the football again to throw, that's when he'll be ready to go. And that obviously like they don't think that'll be by Sunday, but right. I guess you never know once the swelling really comes down. So then it's undrafted rookie free agent Tyson Bajent in line to get the start. He is the backup quarterback now. He firmly supplanted Nathan Peterman in that role. Another former Raiders legend in there, and Brian right. a former Chicago Bears legend. So there's some there's there some back and forth there. But you no, know, Bajan's the guy, and he kind of won that outright, fair and square. Played well in the preseason, uh, slowly you know practice practiced well to the point where they were comfortable, kind of letting Peterman go to the practice squad, and they kept doing the call him up for games and then call him back down yeah. after games kind of thing. But they, they were confident with Bajan going in last week against the Vikings, had a strip sack on his first drive that went back for a touchdown. It was about as disastrous as you could start and then ended about as disastrous as you could with a really bad interception, but everything in between was a little bit encouraging. And for an undrafted rookie for agent, obviously expectations should be really low. And I think there's a good chance he can exceed those expectations. Even if that doesn't mean he's going to go out there and be the next Brock Purdy by any means. I think we've seen, we've seen already that, that a Brock Purdy is the exception, not the rule and B that, that Tyson Bajant is no Brock Purdy. Right. And the one thing I, I was reading up on Tyson Bajan and basically what he was talking about with the coaches when he had to go in and relief of Justin Fields is don't limit your playbook. You know, like I've done enough studying to learn the playbook. So, uh, you know, throw it at me. I'll be able to go out there and execute. Now, what level of execution is that? Who knows? Right. But I mean, to know at least I feel like the coaches could have confidence in him that he knows what the plays are. He's not going to be like a deer in, in headlights. He just the level of execution is going to be the big question for him. Yeah, I, I think the problem is is with how practice has gone the rest of the season, where when Justin Fields is the starter, like Bajan's getting scout team reps, but he they're not really doing a lot of they're not spending a lot of time at practice with number two quarterback in there. Like if, right. if Fields needs to step away from a play to talk something over with the coach or whatever, Bajans will run in there and get some snaps. But like it's not like he's had, you know, weeks and weeks of really like feeling like the starter to prepare in this offense. Like, of course they say, Oh, I prepare like I'm going to need to start every week, but it's not the same as like actually being out there and practicing. So like Bajan says, yeah, I got it down. Trust me, coach. But it's a little bit different when it's like, he thinks he's got it up here, but then when you're on the field on Sunday and you got Max Crosby staring you down from the other side of line of scrimmage, it's a lot harder to make, to have that same like confidence and recall and ability to then go out and execute that at the same level. And I imagine, uh, it's a similar conversation for for Aiden O'Connell or or Brian Hoyer for that matter, trying to get back out there and knock the rust off. Yeah, in particular for Aiden O'Connell. I mean, Hoyer's been around so long, as you very well know. I mean, he's kind of that that coach on the field, so he he knows what to expect. He knows what it looks like, what it sounds like, even what it feels like. Right when it's Aiden O'Connell, he got his first start against the Chargers and. Early in the game, the first half in particular, he was really holding on to the ball too long, delivering the ball too late. I mean, there was you could tell he was a rookie. You could tell that it was it was a big time moment for him, you know, from the fourth round pick, uh, you know, out of uh, Purdue. You could tell that it was pretty big as the game wore on. You it felt like he was getting a little bit more comfortable. The problem I had. Uh, Lauren, is that I, I I didn't think he was ready to get a start in week three. I still don't think he's ready to get a start in week seven. I just think that, you know, especially with the Raiders at three and three, even though that's not a great record, it's not a bad record either, right? The majority of the league is either three and three or has less than three wins as opposed to being better than, you know, than, than three wins. So I feel like the best opportunity for the Raiders to go out there and put their best uh, football out on the field is to start. Brian Hoyer and then at some point of the season if things get away from the team okay then 
go out there and, and see what you got in the rookie. You've got to figure it out at some point what you got from him. I just don't think you need to do it right now. And then you've got some tougher games coming up as well. So, you know, Brian Hoyer might be a guy that you have to lean on uh, for a little bit of time if, you know, Jimmy G is going to miss. But, uh, yeah, you, you know, you see moments where Aiden O'Connell is is good. And you're like, oh, man, maybe they can build on that. And then you see other moments where you're like, yeah, he's a rookie and he's going to have some growing pains, right? And that's just that's the nature of the beast, man. The, the NFL is not easy and uh, opposing defenses don't make anything any easier as well. And so, you know, Chicago's no different. The Raiders are no different. They're going to make it as difficult as possible for these young quarterbacks. But I feel like the storylines are kind of similar that it's basically the, the battle of the backups come Sunday uh, in Chicago. Yeah, I, I appreciate you trying to be respectful in the ways that you talk about the Bears, but this is a bad Bears team, and I totally see where... <laughs> I'll let you say that, not me. I don't want to be that guy, man. <laughs> but I can see where it's like, okay, then if you're going up against a sort of a known bad opponent, take the, sh the maybe the higher floor, lower ceiling of Brian Hoyer versus the more volatile, either higher highs or lower lows from Aiden O'Connell, and just let Brian Hoyer take what this defense is going to give you, which is a lot. Right. <laughs> so if you just take what they give you, you should have some opportunities there. And certainly you think your defense can do some things to keep your own offense in this game against a backup quarterback on the other side. We'll get into some of those key matchups that are going to help these two quarterbacks in this game and some of the most important players that will decide who wins this one as we continue our crossover Thursday Locked On Bears, Locked On Raiders podcast here on the Locked On Podcast Network. Our Crossover Thursday podcast is brought to you by our friends at Bird Dogs. Bird Dogs makes you look good and feel good. They've got the most comfortable shorts and leggings out there that really accentuate your body, give you that like that fitted look and feel, but still be stretchy and comfortable. It's the perfect combination of support and mobility. The Bird Dog shorts, they do the exact same things as Lululemon, but they fit way better because a lot of like regular shorts are made of stiff, restricting cotton, but Bird Dogs invented their own cloud knit fabric that looks just like khaki, but stretches to give you a way slimmer fit without having to sacrifice that movement. And they've got anti-stink sweat wicking fabric that keeps you cool and dry all day long. They got a bunch of cool styles. I, I would never, somebody was a big fan of like, you know, liners in the pants, but once I tried on the Bird Dogs, Boy, you know, I was converted. I was a believer and I love wearing my bird dogs whenever I can. Go to birddogs.com slash locked on NFL and you're going to get an, and enter into our promo code locked on NFL at checkout and you're going to get a free bird dogs water bottle with your order. That's birddogs.com slash locked on NFL for a free water bottle at checkout. You won't want to take your bird dogs off. We promise you. All right, Q, as we continue our crossover Thursday, Locked On Bears, Locked On Raiders, I want to move into some of the key matchups, the biggest matchups between these two teams. And I want to start with Max Crosby on one end for the Raiders on a defensive line. Obviously, kind of the big name threat there. Tyree Wilson is a is an interesting conversation we'll get to in a minute. But, but Max Crosby against the Bears offensive tackles, particularly the left tackle Larry Borum has been the weak point up front, but even if you want to bump Crosby to the other side, you're going against rookie first round pick Darnell Wright, who has a lot of uh, potential and physical tools, but is still putting everything together. And certainly the first round matchup of, of Tyree Wilson versus Wright on that side is going to be fun too. But both of these Raiders edge rushers versus both of these Bears offensive tackles scare me quite a bit as, as the spot on the line that the Bears have had some vulnerability there, although to be honest, there's been vulnerability across the board in this offensive line. So you don't feel great anywhere, but I feel the worst against the two biggest strengths of this Raiders defensive line and somebody like Max Crosby that is just playing at, a, at an all pro level against a couple of tackles that are playing at a 
below average level with with some volatility there. Yeah, that's where I was going to go when the with the matchups is right there in the in the trenches, right? I just know that the the Bears, uh, you know, kind of have, uh, uh, I guess, patchwork job they've done on the offensive line as of right now. I know everyone hasn't been uh, the player that they need to be. Of course, Darnell Wright is the the rookie out of Tennessee, and I'm sure that he's, you know, got a lot of upside, but he's still a rookie, and he's going up against a Max Crosby. And, you know, the Raiders, as of late, have been able to get a lot of pressure from the interior as well. And so, of course, I know that there's been center position, uh, you know, question marks with the Bears. So I think that really the biggest key for this game, as far as the matchups go, is, is the is the trenches for the Raiders, you know, and that defensive line. The defense for the Raiders has been playing really well the last two games. They've been the reason why the Raiders have won the last two games. Max Crosby and Bilal Nichols, they got a safety on Mac Jones last Sunday at, uh, at Legion Stadium to seal the deal. That's the first time they've been over 20 points all season, and that's because of that safety. So I think that that's really the strength of the Raiders right now. And when I look at the, the Bears and kind of study them, I feel like that that's their biggest weakness, right? I mean, it could be the backup quarterback. It could be Justin Fields. It could be anyone. But that offensive line is 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 the biggest, you know, the biggest liability there. And so I, I just really look at that and key in on it and say, that's where this game is going to be won or lost, you know, if you're the Raiders. On the Raiders side of things is, can that defensive line take uh, advantage of an offensive line that, you know, like I said, is 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 patchwork at best at this point, and they're still trying to find out, uh, you know, how to fix it up. I mean, hell, I saw Matt Eberflus on on Wednesday basically say he's not gonna really go into big details about the the offensive line, and I want to say it's what the thirtieth, thirty fifth, like different uh, variety of offensive line, like the different mix matches that they put together the last couple seasons. Yeah, they've had more offensive line combinations than games played under head coach wow. Matt Eberflus. I mean, some of that has been injury, and yeah. they've. And, and they've had like a weird like injuries are concentrated on their offensive line. Like they haven't been overwhelmingly injury prone across the board. It's just like always at the same couple of positions, which has been weird. But yeah, they're they're not saying who's going to start at center this week because Cody Whitehair had a bunch of bad snaps against the Vikings. So they benched him late in the game and put in their backup Lucas Patrick. They also have Dan Feeney, who they traded for from the Dolphins at the end of the preseason. And a, a former six round pick of theirs, Doug Kramer, who's coming off of injured reserve. So they have a few different options at center. And then they got an injury at right guard. And they're probably going to roll with their backup there because it's a high ankle sprain for the starter. So he's going to be out. So you're going to have backup left tackle, backup right guard for sure. And maybe a backup center because your starting center right now is not able to snap the ball super well. It's a very favorable matchup for former Chicago Bear Bilal Nichols with a revenge game there. Also, John Jenkins, the two defensive tackles there. Both ex-Bears trying to get some revenge there and and should have some good matchups. Like you mentioned, the the, the offensive line being a big weakness on the Bears. It's really both lines are are the two biggest weaknesses here. The Bears have not been able to consistently rush the passer or protect the quarterback. Funny enough, like on both lines – they run block pretty well. They've got the running game going with yeah. who's back there. It's been forming the last couple of weeks because they've got injuries to Herbert and Roshan Johnson and, and company, but it's probably be forming again in this game. And he ran well last week and they, they've been actually stopping the run pretty well too. They've been more aggressive. Former Raider Andrew Billings has been really like the best man on this bears defensive line, but it's been, and, and former Raider Yannick Ngakwe. I mean, geez, it's yeah. most of these trenches are back and forth. So, right. but, but those guys haven't produced at a super, super high level in terms of the pass rush on this defense. And, and, the Bears are going to need to get some pressure after whether it's Hoyer or O'Connell. You can't let them sit that back there and get comfortable because that'll make it way too easy for a, for a young quarterback or just a, a new quarterback being put out there to kind of have their way. Yeah, no, you're right. Right about that. It's it's interesting, you know, and I, I look at uh, the run and, and know that the Bears do that really well. Right. I, I know. And I know Roshan Johnson has a concussion, but he's a hell of a player coming out of uh, UT. Right. And so there's a good little 
run game going on there in Chicago. And so I know the Raiders are going to have their hands uh, filled with that. That's going to be obviously, uh, you know, a big matchup to pay attention to uh, when the Raiders are on defense. You know, can they make sure that they uh, slow down and, or even stop the run? You know, make make the young quarterback beat you, right? That's If I'm the Raiders, that's, I'm selling out to say, okay, the quarterback, he's a young dude. I know he's got a lot of confidence, but I'm going to make that guy beat us. And if he does, then you tip the cap and say, all right, well done. If not, then you, you know, you feel good about your, your defensive efforts. So, uh, again, I, th- I think that, you know, when you're looking at the matchups, it's 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 got to be the trenches, man. I mean, that's got to be the biggest deal uh, for for this game uh, offensively and defensively. Right. For the Raiders to have some success, they're going to need their offensive line to be able to hold up against that defensive line. And for the Raiders to have defensive success, they're going to have to be able to hold up against the Raiders, uh, the, the uh, Bears offensive line and, you know, get some penetration. And uh, Max Crosby got to continue to be Max Crosby. And that's the good thing. Like I said, the Raiders defense has been playing really well as of late. Uh, they've been the reason why the Raiders have been in these games. They've only won three of them, but they've really been in, what, five out of six games. They only got blown out by Buffalo week two. The rest of the games they've been in, and it's been on the strength of the defense. So, uh, you know, it's really seeing what what Raider team shows up and what what trenches decides to show up for both teams. When I'm talking about these guys and the matchups and, and other important players here, I, I did want to check in injury report-wise. I know Max Crosby was listed limited on Wednesday with a – they listed it knee slash thumb. I'm guessing, by the way, you're talking about Max, that there's no concerns there. But I also wanted to throw out – Devontae Adams limited with a shoulder injury. And I'm curious to see him versus Jalen Johnson. Reuniting yeah. those matchups, they used to go head-to-head in Green Bay all the time. And I think Devontae got the better of him a few times in there. But is there is there any concern about either of those guys having little lingering things to maybe not be 100% or expecting full go? I mean, they won't be 100%, but I expect them to go, right? I expect them to go and and and, and be a full go, right? I mean, uh, Devontae's been dealing with this shoulder injury now for a few weeks. Uh, he's going to be out there. He'll be out there, uh, you know, and they're going to kind of just – limit him the Raiders bye week is not till week 13 so they've got a long way to go before they actually get some time off so they're going to have bumps and bruises so they've been limiting guys like Max who's been dealing with the knee injury for the past few weeks he'll be good to go uh he'll be you know uh chomping at the bits to get out there and and play and you know today he was in the the uh the the locker room and he had a a Michael Jordan shirt on and said he was excited to go play in Chicago and you know kind of gave that respect to to MJ and all the greatness that has come out of Chicago Chicago sports in general the bears the bulls everyone so uh, he's excited about that opportunity so he's going to be he's going to be ready to go out there please believe that and Devontae Adams well you know you've seen Devontae Adams enough uh Devontae Adams is still Devontae Adams so yeah those guys will be good as far as uh you know on the injury report once Sunday comes around they'll be able to, ready to rock and roll well, we haven't seen a lot of that greatness coming out of the Chicago Bears in a little while, but hey, maybe maybe Tyson Bagent can give them the magic they need to pull off an upset win against the Raiders this weekend. We'll go through what these two teams need to do to win and give our predictions for what a final score might look like on Sunday as we continue our crossover Thursday Locked On Raiders, Locked On Bears podcast. Our crossover is brought to you by our friends at FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook app. And right now is a great time to get started on FanDuel because you can get $200 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet on literally anything. Certainly a great opportunity to get something involved in this Bears-Raiders game. On FanDuel right now, the the Raiders are favored by three on the road. Uh, the money line has Raiders minus 156. And the over-under with two backup quarterbacks is set at just 37 and a half points. So we're expecting a pretty low-scoring game in this one. But hey, you place a $5 bet on any of those things, FanDuel is going to give you $200 in bonus bets. Whether your bet is right or wrong, you're getting $200 added to your account. So if you're thinking about trying FanDuel, there's no better time to get in on the action. Visit FanDuel.com slash locked on and get your NFL season rolling the right way. FanDuel, 
official sports partner of the NFL. Our crossover podcast also brought to you by our friends at Jace Medical, the makers of the Jace case. The Jace case is a personalized emergency medication kit that contains five essential antibiotics that treat the most common and deadly bacterial infections. And you can even customize your case and add additional life-saving medications based on your unique needs. It's a great way to be prepared in case of anything. We've seen supply chain shortages where you go to the doctor and you can't currently get all the antibiotics you need all the time. Sometimes there's a delay. And when you're feeling sick and you want to start feeling better and you need that medication, it's really nice to have that peace of mind of a Jace case at home so you've got what you need whenever you need it. All it takes to get a Jace case is to fill out a simple online form. And in some cases, jump on a quick call with one of their board certified physicians. And then you can get ongoing care from their physicians or any treatment related questions with their help. It's doctor created and doctor recommended. So don't get caught unprepared. Head on over to jacemedical.com and enter in our promo code locked on at checkout to get a $20 discount on your order. That's promo code locked on at jasemedical.com. All right, Q, as we continue our crossover Thursday podcast here, I think we're both kind of are in a position here that we think the Raiders are, are going to win. But from your perspective, watching the Raiders, what do you think it would take for the Raiders to lose this game? What would, what would a team like the Bears with an undrafted rookie quarterback have to do to come in here and host the Raiders and and come off come away with a victory for a Raiders team that is win won two games in a row and like you said has been in pretty much every game they've played this season. I think for the Raiders, uh, it, it would be them turning the ball over. Right? They struggled in the red zone. That's the one thing I could tell you that's been really problematic for this team. Uh, I mean, last week against the Patriots, they were one for six in the red zone. Right? You're not going to win a whole lot of games like that. But luckily, they're playing the Patriots, so they're able to win a game like that. The week before, they played a team like the Packers, so they're able to win a game like that. And, and the Bears this week, again, no disrespect, but, you know, you could probably mess up a few times in the red zone and be okay. But, you know, like next week they play the Lions. So, obviously, that's got to get cleaned up sooner rather than later. But that's been their biggest uh, Achilles heel, Lauren, is the fact that they can't get it done in the red zone. And they've turned the ball over and they've had penalties in the red zone. So, I asked Coach McDaniels on Monday, what's the disconnect? Like, you've had drives that are 18 plays, 18 plays, and you settle for three points. And he said, there's no disconnect. It's just penalties. You know, turnovers, uh, you know, just uh, just bad execution. Sometimes it's the play call. I mean, there's there's been different reasons. So if the Bears are to win this game on Sunday, I would think that the Raiders continue with their struggles in the red zone. They continue to turn the ball over. And if they turn the ball over, then you know how that goes, right? All of a sudden, Chicago has a short field. A rookie has a little bit more confidence. You know, the run game gets going a little bit. The defense may be on the field a little bit longer. I mean, you know how things can snowball. I honestly think it comes down to the battle of the turnovers, right? If, if the Raiders lose the turnover battle and they set the Bears up for success, I wouldn't be shocked at all to see them lose. And then all of a sudden you're going to look up and the Raiders are going to say, what the hell happened? It's like when Mike Tyson got hit by Buster Douglas and he hit the, the, the mat and he was laying on his back. He was like, well, what do I do now? You know, <laughs> you get yeah. your ass up. But he, didn't, he just didn't know, right? I mean, because he wasn't expecting that. And, and, you know, this team's not good enough to go in there with, like, the Mike Tyson mentality, like, oh, we're just going to beat them up, and, and they're not that good. But with that being said, their defense has been playing better, so I think that I feel like they have the advantage in this game. But if they're not careful with the ball, and they'll probably have a, a backup out there, it'll probably be either Brian Hoyer or Aiden O'Connell, 
I mean, anything could happen, right? The, the the rookie gets a little, you know, loose with the ball or Brian Hoyer is Brian Hoyer. I mean, he's not some just fantastic backup. I mean, he's he's got his limitations as well. So, I mean, it really is crazy. I mean, I know the Raiders are three-point favorites in this game, but, I mean, I could see it going either way just because, you know, a, a play here or a play there. I'll tell you this. I was shocked that the Bears beat the Commanders the way they did on that Thursday night game when Dick Buckus died, right, beating them by 20. And, I know Justin Fields was out there, but they look like a well-oiled machine. I was like, wait a minute, hold on. That game don't look like such a, a easy out anymore. So if they have an inspired performance and the Raiders turn the ball over in the system a little bit, wouldn't shock me at all to see the Chicago Bears win the game. Yeah, it, this, especially with the two backup quarterbacks in there, potentially, it, it, it feels to me like this is the game of whoever beats themselves less yeah. will win. You know, like yeah. oh, you can get out of your own way, wait for the other team to get in their own way because these guys both love – to penalize themselves and to turn the ball over and to just like make those mistakes where it's like any individual, one of those mistakes. All right. You can, you can live with that. But when you, when you add that on to the, it's the penalty here and then the tackle for a loss there and then the sack there and that you start killing yourself with these drives over and over again, where it all adds up to just a extremely like a consistently inconsistent, like just consistently bad, not just inconsistent in terms of up or down, but just consistently not producing. Like that's, that's how the story of this bears team, like, when everything goes right, you know, when the protection holds up and the receivers are running the right routes to the right spot and fields is decisive and the defense is playing well, like that's what you get against the commanders. It's just so rare that all those pieces all click at the same time and do everything correctly at the same time. There's always one thing going wrong somewhere and it unravels the whole thing and you end up making those same kind of mistakes. I, I'm kind of with you on that one. Like unless unless Hoyer slash O'Connell throws a big, a big pick six or there's a special teams touchdown or something, it doesn't feel to right. me like, like, like the Bears are going to be able to be the surprise team and, and jump in here and, and get that kind of upset victory. Although with two backup quarterbacks, there's always, there's always wild randomness that can just kind of happen there where something happens. And it's not even necessarily that the better team won. It's just that, you know, one team got in their own way and made some mistake that kind of put the other team ahead. Even if, you know, one team was, even if the other team was maybe playing better for the majority of the game. So with a three point spread at FanDuel, where does that leave you on a final score? I'm guessing I was just looking like the Raiders haven't scored more than you said. This was the last the first week they went over 20 points in a game. Yep. So yep. we're not expecting a shootout here with a couple of backup quarterbacks. So how ugly does this final score look? Um, I think it's probably going to be well, it's going to be very low scoring. Um, I, I it's, it's tough, man. I mean, I want to say that the Raiders are going to find a way to get their offense going. Devontae Adams is a guy that needs to get going. Uh, his, his last two performances haven't been great, and that's because he's had a lack of targets. And I know that he wants to get rolling. He's he's very frustrated. He needs the ball in his hands because, well, the offense looks like it needs Devontae Adams to have the ball in his hands. So I think they're going to make a real effort to get him involved. And I'm just going to I'm going to go out there on a limb and say this is the, the, the game that they actually are able to score a couple times in the red zone. So I'm going to I'm going to roll with 24. I think it's 24 17. I'm going to say that the Raiders are going to win. Um, you know, and, and that's based off Hoyer playing, right? If Aiden O'Connell plays, I think it might be a little closer. It might be a, you know, a 21-17, 21, you know, 21-20. I mean, something, something, maybe not even 20, maybe 17. That 17 number was one that they they were uh, hung up on for a while. So it could end up being like 17-14 and the defense has to play a little bit tighter and and, and limit the, the Bears. Uh, so, yeah, I think it's around there. I don't think it's much more than, you know, a three or four point victory for the Raiders. But I just feel like that they they've won two in a row and they feel like they've got to win games that they're expected to win. In this game, they're expected to win, not because they're that much superior, but just because there's so much going up against the Bears. There's so many different, uh, you know, um, 
just elements that are going against the offensive line is, is, you know, in shambles right now. And the quarterback position is a question mark. I mean, there's so many question marks that I feel like that the Raiders had the advantage, but I will say this, the Raiders are on the road. They're traveling. It's an early kickoff on the West coast. It's 10 AM. You know, it's not the easiest game for the, the silver and black. Uh, the bears are there at the crib. So, I mean, you know, that could be a little bit of a, a, a you know, help in, in their favor as well. Maybe the Raiders are a little sluggish. Right. Maybe sleepwalking a little bit early in the game and that could really play into the Bears favor. So, again, this is probably going to be a very close game where at the end of the day, I'm sure a lot of Raider Nation is going to be like, man, it shouldn't have been that close. But it's the NFL, Lauren, and you know how that goes. I was just looking and the, the Bears against the Vikings this last week. That was the first game that they allowed fewer than 20 points as a defense. Mm. Kind of the reverse trend of the of the Raiders there offensively. But. Yeah, this one, it feels like it's going to be low scoring and ugly, especially if it's Brian Hoyer versus uh, versus Tyson Bagent in there. Like you still have a guy like Devonte Adams and a guy like Josh Jacobs. Like there's still weapons out there that scare you enough on this Raiders offense that even with a backup quarterback in there, just get the ball in their hands. And I think they're going to be able to do a little something with it. So I, I find myself hovering around like 20 to 10. Raiders, like I, I don't think the Bears are going to score a ton with Bajan, but they won't be totally useless on offense. I don't think the Raiders are going to like start putting up a ton of points, but right. they'll get enough going on there where you know Devontae Adams will have a big touchdown, or you know Hunter Renfro or whoever, or Josh Jacobs will have a breakaway run. It'll be just enough where it's ugly for a while there, and maybe you know halftime it's ten seven or ten three, and okay, yeah. you're kind of feeling like it's close throughout the whole thing. But in the end, the Raiders ultimately end up with with a decent amount of control there, and the Bears lose again and. We're right back to where we thought we were entering the game. So we'll see if the Raiders can kind of keep up their hot streak for them and make it three in a row before a, a tougher Detroit Lions matchup. We'll see if the Bears can get some undrafted rookie free agent quarterback matchup, which battle of the backup quarterbacks can reign supreme or more, more like who can get out of each other's way. Be sure you come on back after the game on Monday to hear Q break it all down for you on Lockdown Raiders. Of course, I'll be here for you after the game on Lockdown Bears. We've got Friday podcasts coming for you this week as well. So thank you for making Lockdown Raiders or Lockdown Bears your first listen today and every single day. Come on back tomorrow for our next podcast, and we'll talk to you again soon.